What is a typical day in the life like for a software engineer? To close out season six, we thought it'd be a great idea to give you some insight into our work days as we all have very different roles and are in very different stages of our careers. Welcome to the Ladybug Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm Sydney. I'm Allie. And I'm Emma. And we're debugging the tech industry. This episode is supported by Compiler, an original podcast from Red Hat discussing tech topics big, small, and strange. Compiler is brought to you by the creators of Command Line Heroes and is hosted by Angela Andrews and Brent Simino. It's no secret that technology can be complicated and frankly, a little intimidating. Compiler unravels industry topics, trends, and the things you've always wanted to know about tech by interviewing the people who know it best. I checked out the Should Managers Code episode where the hosts discuss the 80-20 rule. 80% of a manager's time is typically devoted to managing, while 20% is devoted to coding and problem solving. They discuss how it can be hard to close the door on your identity as a creator, something many new managers struggle with. The hosts also discuss how you can keep your skills sharp when most of your time is spent managing. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, and I know you will too. Listen to Compiler on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll also include a link in the show notes, and many thanks to Compiler for their support. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the final episode of Season 6. We survived! We did it! (laughs) (laughs) We made it. I mean, I think the funniest part is this isn't the last one that we're recording. So for you all, the season's done. (laughs) Oh, shit, really? Yeah, we still have one more episode to record. We're doing this out of order, but it's okay. I guess spoilers behind the scene. For my other podcast, we always say good morning and how was your weekend when we're like recording, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks prior. And we'll literally come up with a story of what we did that weekend (laughs) when it was absolutely not what we did. That's awesome. (laughs) Nice ad living there. Everything's interesting. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, I talked about, like, oh, I I had such a great time on vacation when I hadn't even left for vacation yet. It's really great. (laughs) Hopefully, you'll be able to really soon and everything. But, you know, Delta. (laughs) Delta variants coming. Coming hard. Coming strong. It's It's funny (laughs) because we're recording this at the end of July, and I think this comes out in October. So... Hopefully, the state of the world three months from now is happier. <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting to to think about what three months in the future will be. Is it going to be better with this or worse? Like, it could honestly it could be, be either. either. Yeah, exactly. I don't love that. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about our routines because I think this is going to be a really fun conversation to see how we compare and things like that. We obviously have our notes and we've already written down everything, but... We're going to, I haven't read what you guys do, so. That's fair. So let's start with morning routines. Who wants to go first by talking about what your morning routine looks like? Uh, I mean, why don't you go, Kelly? Why don't we just kind of be nosy in your life? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I think it's worth, let me uh, maybe backing up and explaining what I do on the day-to-day, like my job, because that'll kind of set the standards for what my work life is like. Um, I run uh, the tap room. Uh, it's a Shopify Plus agency, so I have employees reporting to me, and I'm kind of focused more on operations instead of the actual day-to-day work that we do. Um, also do this podcast and another podcast and another company that I recently started, and then my personal LLC. So got lots of things going on. I'm actually not spending that much time coding on the day-to-day, um, so that's going to play into what my days look like. So morning routines. First thing I do when I wake up, and I'm not supposed to do this, is I check my notifications. No, you should never do that. <laughs> that sounds so overwhelming. There's something like just satisfying to be like, ooh, what came in? <laughs> um, I have a few newsletters that I read every single morning, like Bloomberg's Five Things to Start Your Day and Morning Brew's email. I read those two every single morning when I get up. So I'm still in bed reading those things before I've even decided to consider getting out of bed. Um, I also review my meeting schedule for the day. I spend my life in meetings. That's what I do now. So I'm just like, all right, when will I have some time to breathe? When will I get lunch? Did I leave myself some time for lunch? You know, things like that. Um, If I'm not working at the office, I have an office at a co-working space. um, I'll usually work out first and then get ready for my day, uh, starting my work day closer to nine, unless I have a meeting at eight. uh, So I can kind of squeeze in my workout early and then 
not have to worry about it for the rest of the day. Um, but if I am going into the office, I get ready for my day and I'll either listen to like some upbeat music to kind of pump me up for the day or I'll listen to a podcast. My my drive to the office is about 20 minutes, so it's not super long. Um, and I can't get through most podcast episodes. So usually it's like uh, The Daily from the New York Times. That's usually an easy one to oh, get nice. through for the most part. Do you listen to our podcast on your commute? No. <laughs> Wow. I feel like it's just weird to listen to yourself. I don't, <laughs> I still am not used to it, even after doing this amount of podcasts and these numbers. I only yeah. listen to my own podcasts. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing to listen to yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, how are you confident enough to do that? You're just, I just feel like critiquing huh. everything that I said. Like, wow, Kelly, that was yeah. dumb. I, I like I, what I just I'm said. like, oh my God, I am so smart. Everyone should love me. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> I keep, I can't believe they thought I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> I keep counting how many times I say um every time that I'm listening to myself in a podcast <laughs> episode. It, <laughs> I need to stop. I, I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Allie, what does your morning routine look like? Okay, so I'm a little bit of the opposite. I actually sleep with my phone in a different room than I sleep. So I don't even check it in the morning at all. I normally get up and get ready-ish. Like I don't, you know, do hair or makeup or anything like that. Just brush my teeth and uh, do basic skincare like sunblock. So important. (laughs) Remember sunblock, everybody. And then I normally take my dog on like a half a mile or so walk and listen to either an audio book or a podcast, I try to do something that's loaded onto my Apple Watch. So again, I'm not on my phone with notifications or anything like that. And then when I get back, I normally then check all of my notifications. And my first thing online is usually triaging Trello and Asana. I use Asana for managing my team at work, but then I use Trello personally. So that's where all my to-do lists and things that I have to actually get done are. And then normally I would have breakfast. Uh, I normally try to eat like mostly vegan. And so I have a bunch of like oat milk based yogurts in the fridge. So I usually have those. I also have pre-made iced coffee. Usually I don't like cooking. I do not like meal prepping. And so I have decided that in my life, it's just not something that I want to do. And so I buy a lot of pre-prepared foods. Um, and I'm, Trying to accept that. You uh, would like you would like Sweden. You know that's where Oatly came from. Oh, there you go. I feel like I live on Oatly. Like oh, I'm nice. really drinking <laughs> an Oatly thing right now. As the ice, we the ice cream is great. Ooh, if you... It's so good. I'm try the it ice is cream. so yeah. good. Though like, Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream tastes like their normal ice cream. Yeah, vegan ice cream is really like I couldn't tell a difference. What kind yeah. of crazy witchcraft yeah, yeah, yeah. magic are they um, using uh, to be able to do that? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> real real quick though Allie can you tell us what you do because I think it's important that like people oh. listening if they don't know us like what do we do for a living <laughs> yeah that is so true that is so true and mine has probably changed since we were started recording this season as well so I am a manager of developer advocacy so I lead and manage a team I do still do some individual contributor things like I probably build a demo app a week which I'll talk a little bit about what my day to day looks like in the future but I am a people manager, so I have lots of meetings as well, like Kelly, but I still get to write some things. I still get to do some side work as well, like this. And I advise a startup called Polywork and have my own blog and YouTube channel and things like that as well. So it's balancing a lot of things. I completely forgot to mention the advisory stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> Too many, <laughs> Too many things. things. Lots of good things. Cool. All right. Now, uh, Sydney, why why don't you go next? Yeah. So um, I guess I should start off with being I am not a manager or like an owner or CEO of my own company that is thriving and established and everything. So just a lowly software engineer over here. Um, Gosh, I also teach uh, at a nonprofit coding bootcamp that is around in my area. Um, We've gone virtual, so that's really nice and convenient for me to be able to teach as well as like work from home, be able to do that balance. Um, I'm also on this podcast. I also have my own YouTube channel. Um, And yeah, so that's 
fun, but I I think that I have a pretty strict morning routine. It like goes kind of either way where it's like super strict or I don't do anything on my morning routine at all. So um, I wake up at 6 a.m. pretty much every day. That hasn't changed since like middle school, I feel like. Um, I do a daily meditation. I always do that um, on like the Headspace app. Uh, that's been really nice. Um, what else do I do? Normally I uh, do either like a walk. I take a walk around my neighborhood or um, I'm working out between 6.30 and 7.30. That's really nice to do. Um, and then I'm able to shower or like read and get ready in the morning for about, I'd say about an hour. Um, it's really nice to not see any notifications on my phone or do anything like that. Um, so I would say around like nine o'clock is when I'm actually like going in and starting to look at my notifications, check my emails and things. But um, it's nice and inspiring to be able to like actually touch a physical book before I do anything with my day and get like overwhelmed with social media. So uh, yeah, so it's been between like either I do this very strict routine. Um, Oh, I journal too. I like make sure that I like have out uh, my journaling notebook and just like mind dump all the things that I've been thinking about like the day before or whatever I'm currently thinking about um and go from there that's what I normally do <laughs> something something you do some things <laughs> lots of things <laughs> very strict or it's like oh I'm just going to lay in bed until around eight o'clock and just kind of see where my day takes me so I am very much so on the extreme sides right now <laughs> I love that you wake up at six like I I'm a morning person but I wake up without an alarm and so usually it's anywhere between like 6 30 and 7 30 just whenever my body I've been practicing that lately because like I've noticed that I get up at around 5.45 if I don't have an alarm on, like way before my alarm. So sometimes I'll like roll over and go back to sleep and try and like, you know, just get that 15 more minutes and things, but it doesn't normally work (laughs) out. It's like, all right, I'm just going to sit here in bed. Just, it'll be fine. I'll toss and turn a little bit, but I am a morning person, even though I don't like it. And I don't like love having to get up at the crack of Jesus, but it, it, it helps me start my day, get that momentum building, and then I'm able to like actually focus and do work. So (laughs) I do this without consent. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like it's so healthy though to wake up without an alarm because then you're really listening to your internal clock and your sleep schedule. I do that a decent amount too though. I like the summer a lot because it's light out when I get up and that makes it so much easier to actually. Yeah, same thing with me. Like I, I need my blackout curtains to like actually go to sleep and I'll like peek it just a little bit. So it'll be like (laughs) right there in my eyes. So it's like, get up. You need to actually get up now. (laughs) It is time. (laughs) Speaking of it being time, Emma, what does your morning look like? I feel like I have a realistic morning routine for most people listening because I don't work out in the morning. I wake up whenever I want. Um, Maybe that's not realistic. That's realistic for me right now. Um, Yeah, I don't – I do typically set an alarm, but I will normally wake up between 7.30 and 8 every day just without it because I work from home. It doesn't really matter to me like when I get up. Um, Recently, I've just been really tired, so I'm not pushing myself to wake up early. Um, the first thing I always do is read a book for at least 30 minutes, if not an hour. Um, and, and then after that, maybe I'll get ready for the day and maybe I won't. And maybe it'll just be a camera off kind of a day. I Sometimes I just don't give a tiny rat's ass and that's fine. Um, I typically check and respond to emails and Slack messages and kind of do tasks that I've been putting off in the morning, like things with Swedish taxes or things I really just don't want to do. Um, and if... I do have extra time before my first meeting of the day. I'll typically work on like spillover stuff from the night before. But that's about it. Yeah, no working out. I don't eat breakfast usually. Wow, maybe this isn't a very healthy morning routine, but it's what I do. <laughs> oh, and I was just going to actually tell you what I do for a living. <laughs> I'm, a ha- I'm a housewife. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, I wish I was a housewife sometimes. I, uh, I'm a software engineer for Spotify and I work on the desktop and the web applications, the web player. Um, so anytime you're interacting with the desktop or the web player, that's what my team builds. Um, 
but we're very flexible in our schedules. It's really, really nice. Like I could get up at nine, work later, like, and we'll talk about it throughout, but like I have a very, very flexible work schedule. So it doesn't really matter when I wake up. Same. Unless I have a meeting, then of course I will be up for it. But otherwise, it's a nice thing about running a remote company. Everyone kind of works on their own schedule. I uh, I eat a lot of oatmeal in the morning because it's very easy to make in the morning. I'm just like add some brown that's sugar. Even, add that's some too blueberries. hard for me. I love I love <laughs> like, cooking. I need something so that's, that's the difference. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I wouldn't call oatmeal cooking, but okay. <laughs> oh, I know. But she said it's too much work. No, it's totally like there's the difference like, there. <laughs> mine is I have to be able to just pull it out of the fridge. Like I don't want to do anything else. I used to have a cliff bar for breakfast yeah. every morning. Um and eventually yeah. stopped doing that. It was a Cliff Bar energy drink morning, like consistently. Oh my God. That sounds awful. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much sugar. Yeah. So much sugar. Yeah. I mean, I will say sometimes I do meal prep for the whole week on Sundays and it feels like an ultimate life hack when I can do that. But I feel like I just like doing things on my weekends and I don't want to say that. I hate meal prepping. (laughs) I usually yeah. have, like, whenever I cook dinner, I usually cook it in bulk anyway um, because I'm cooking for two people, but I end up making probably at least six servings of it. Um, like, I was making uh, chicken fajita bowls for dinner last night, but I made enough, like, fajita onion mix to have at least two more dinners. So that's a, my little hack. I spent more time chopping up uh, peppers than I did actually cooking. <laughs> How it goes. Okay. Next step, beginning of the workday. So we've gotten ready. We are now starting our workday. Um, I'll go first. I usually actually start responding to those emails that I read in the morning. Um, I like cleaning up my inbox when I first wake up just so I don't have to deal with a lot of just noise in there. Um, I am an inbox zero Hmm. person. So that's usually how I roll. It makes me feel better when my inbox is Very smart. Um, I'll respond to anything that requires my attention on Slack. So... Most of the time, it's, you know, questions that had been asked overnight. Um, I am in so many different, like, Slack orgs, workspaces, whatever you want to call them, that it could sometimes take me a minute to go through all of them. So I do that. Um, I see if anything requires my review on GitHub. Usually it doesn't these days. Um, it used to matter when I was doing a little bit more direct development work. But after taking a full a full month sabbatical, plus my month-long road trip, uh, I've basically been made redundant in that stage. Uh, So (laughs) if there's like, if somebody's like, we've got a lot of people out, I'll go in and review some PRs if if anybody needs it. Otherwise, I'm usually not needed. But I like to take a peek and see what people are doing. I also like to take a peek and see when people are actually uh, creating pull requests and committing to see what time they're working. Uh, cause I, I know like some people just enjoy working like late in the evening. That's when they're most productive. And there's not like a way of like judging. I'm just, it's more like just pure curiosity. I do of course want to make sure that you're not having to work really late at night because I have, give, we've given you too much work to actually get it done at a reasonable amount of time. So that's why I like to look at, you know, the timestamps in particular, uh, less just, just to make sure everybody is happy. So um, and then usually my meetings start at eight or nine. So I don't really do too much other, other than like look at my emails and look at notifications that I missed, uh, prior to starting my, my onslaught of meetings. So that's my morning. <laughs> sounds like it's a beautiful morning, but it sounds like you're able to have like a nice balance of being able to look in, check in and see if like all of your staff is doing good and whether or not you can gauge if you're like working them too ragged, don't do that, Kelly. Don't don't work them too ragged. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I want to make sure everyone has like a reasonable amount of work that's, uh, you know, it can be challenging to push yeah. them, but not completely overdue to the point where they're just stressed every right. single day. That makes sense. If that's, if that's happening, I'm doing right. something wrong. So. Good job. Good job, Boss Kelly. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> nice. All right, Allie, what about you? Cool. So... This is my ultimate life hack is that, and I've done this the most of my jobs, is that I work a staggered schedule 
to most of my coworkers. So I normally start work around 7.30 in the morning, but most of my colleagues are on Pacific time and I'm in Central time. So I normally have like four hours of work time before most people get online. And that makes it so that I can get my whole to-do list done for the day and then be in meetings midday through afternoon. So my mornings, I normally get to do my deep work. And whether that means writing some sort of strategy doc or writing a code demo or uh, writing a blog post or filming a YouTube video. All these things are things that I might do within a day. Also, sometimes I'll have calls with people in Europe or something along those lines. And in that case, they're usually earlier in the morning. But for the most part, most of my colleagues are on Pacific time. I try to do a couple quick wins first thing in the morning, like things that are pretty easy to do do so that I feel productive. And then I normally do my biggest to do right after that. I also try to read a chapter of a work focused book. And I have this rotation of each day, I read a chapter of a different one just so that I'm getting lots of different skills built up and learning about different things and not being overwhelmed by one thing at a time. So right now I'm rereading Lara Hogan's book about management, I'm forgetting the exact name, but mm. well, Resilient Management. I'll link it in the show notes. I am reading a book about personal finance and a couple other books that I just think will be helpful for me in some sort of way. So I normally try to read a chapter of those in the morning as well. Mm. So that's what my mornings normally look like. Cool. That sounds... I love that you read, like you set aside time to actually read uh, something work-related as well. That's a That's such a great idea. Um, something that's more, it's its both professional and personal development that you're able to pull into your workday. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I try to block time off for that. And I'm not really at a point where I'm trying to learn a ton of new code stuff anymore, but I still want to keep learning and growing because that's what gets me excited. And that's why I'm a developer in the first place. So I like reading. I like taking notes on things. Yeah. And so I try to block off time for that. What has been your favorite book on like personal and professional development so far? Oh, that's a great question. I love anything habit focused. I think that those are so, so helpful. But I've also been reading a lot of like Brene Brown and other types of books about self-confidence, yeah. which I think is important as well. Management books are always helpful too. Those are the nice. big ones, I would say. Okay. But yeah. I, you might have to get a list for me really soon because I'm looking towards like what else that I want to be doing when it comes to mindfulness and just more of the self-confidence kind of like showing up for yourself as well as like other people as you kind of like go along with your career as well as just personal life and things. So I'm going to get a list from you. <laughs> I think we can pop some books into mm -hmm. our resources section as well that um, that are personal professional yeah. development related. Yes, for sure. We can do our favorites down yeah. there. All right, Sydney, what about you? Okay, so for me, um, I kind of said in the beginning of my mornings that I have my routine where I don't really start doing anything until about 8.30, 9 o'clock. So I've already checked my emails and social media. Um, I am most likely not going to be on social media like exclusively in the mornings because I have my... Um, what is it? I have Zlapo, uh, where I can like automate my tweets and like Instagram posts and all that fun stuff uh, for anybody that's like wanting to say good morning or like just different like quotes to just uh, have people start off their day a little bit more motivated and pumped. So uh, I've basically already started my day by the time that I like check in and see and interact with people that are on social media and my emails and things. So um I don't normally have a bunch of people like asking me for a bunch of things uh, going into the mornings like that. So that's really nice. We kind of start getting that situated in our standup, which is about 9.15 every morning. Um, gosh, uh, we might have um, a, a sync with our like product owners kind of like going into uh, the... Uh, mid-morning, I guess. And normally our product owner would like let us know if there's anything that like we need to do uh, just to kind of like start pushing us with our like tasks going forward. Um, gosh, I, I feel like the same uh, kind of routine I have uh, is like comparable to Emma's. Like we have our uh, sprint planning. We have our, uh, what is it? 
regression testing that's going on uh, on certain schedules. Um, and then we have our retros after we've done our deployments and things. So that's normally like morning meetings and fun stuff like that. And then if I'm able to, um, starting to like go in and like actually get stories done, I, I need to use the Pomodoro method, but like the anime Doro version is where like I have 45 minutes of like actual time where I'm like, it's deep focus. Um, and then I can like take a break. I can go pee, go scroll on Twitter or like watch a 20 minute anime. Um, don't tell anybody I said that, but <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> I have some, uh, some news for you. You're currently speaking about it on Oops. a podcast. I mean, that's normally how I can, um, keep focused and like, that's uh, just a reward for myself. Um, and that that can depend on like whether or not uh, I feel like either like looking at a screen or if whether or not I need to go outside for a minute, um, as well as like being able to just like walk around or exercise or like do a little bit of yoga, I guess. So um, yeah, that that helps me kind of like stay motivated and focused. And for me, I do the more difficult tasks first because I know for a fact that I won't do them like after lunch because I've eaten, I get slow and groggy. There's no point for me doing it. So I'll either like move the tasks that are bigger to like a later day um, if I don't get them done in the morning. But uh, it, it's normally best for me to try and get them done in the morning. <laughs> Good move. I, I, I adding a link to the show notes about Animadoro because I'd never heard of that before. That's fun. Pomodoro, definitely you've heard of, but that's like a fun, a fun variation for I think sure. so. And I think that um, for anybody that feels like they need more focus in their work uh, kind of going forward, because for me, I, I didn't think that Pomodoro worked for me for a minute because like I needed longer time to actually like focus on what I'm doing. And so that was a better uh, sense for me kind of like going into uh, an hour of like actual deep focus work and then that like nice long break. So I have a couple of videos that I can show people that I'll put in the show notes too. Cool. All right, Emma, what about you? Um, well, it changes every two weeks uh, or every day for two weeks. It's different. So um, every day at 9.45, we have team breakfast and stand-up. Um, typically, every other week, we'll have a web tech sync across all the different squads in our product area where we can talk about different things. Every second Monday, we've got sprint planning. And every second Friday, we have regression testing followed by retro. Or no, it doesn't, I don't know exactly when each of those is. But we do have retro after like sprint ends just like Sydney was saying but we alternate that on the off week with games so like we'll just block out like an hour and a half of our morning and just play like GeoGuessr or other fun virtual games we're playing Jackbox games or Among Us for a while um that's fun typically mornings are for meetings and then afternoons are generally a little bit more open I like that I don't because I'm productive in the morning (laughs) fair okay good point (laughs) So, I mean, we do have focus Wednesdays where you're not supposed to have any meetings. Oh, good. So you can get work done one day a week. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always I mean, but it has been able to, like, help you get to know your teams better when you've, like, done, I guess, the games in the morning and, like, team building, quote unquote, that way, right? She says yeah. that she's yawning. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Let's uh, let's break for our wonderful sponsors, and then we'll come back and talk about the rest of our workday. We often hear from listeners who are looking for a new job, and we've got a pretty cool opportunity today for anyone who is interested in joining a fast-growing startup. The company is called Geneva, and they're hiring iOS, Android, front-end, and back-end engineers. So what is Geneva? Geneva is a startup that's building a new group communications app that makes it really easy for people to chat, to hang out, and to stay connected with all of the groups, clubs, and communities in their lives. In a world where everyone is on social media, either yelling at each other or showing off, Geneva gives groups a safer, more private space to have a genuine conversation, make new friends, and build more meaningful relationships. You can think about it as a more modern-day, privacy-focused replacement to Facebook groups, 
or like what Slack would be if it was designed for social groups instead of workplaces. After about two years of building and growing, they now have the backing of some of the top investors in the world, including the co-founders of Reddit, Instagram, and Patreon, and are looking to ramp things up to move even faster. The team is about 42 people, with half based in New York City, and the other half working remotely across the world. So, if you are an iOS, Android, web, or backend engineer, and interested in helping to shape the future of how we all interact and socialize online, check it out. You can learn more at Geneva.com. This episode is brought to you by Dexecure, a company that helps web developers save time by automating repetitive optimization tasks. Images, JavaScript, CSS, HTML, fonts, and even third-party assets. Dexecure optimizes them all with just one line of code so you can focus on what you love doing, building new and exciting websites. No matter the device or browser type, Dexecure will always deliver the best version of your website. Visit dexecure.com ladybug or enter the code ladybug for one month free when you sign up for any basic or pro plan or try it out with a free account. Okay, so let's talk about the rest of our work day. Um, okay, so the, I think this is where things really diverge because I, again, don't do much development work. Um, and I have, as I said, kind of made myself redundant when, in terms of the tap room. So I spend most of my time in meetings. My meetings are going to be one-on-ones. They're going to be um, partnership meetings. I occasionally join on lead calls depending on the size of the lead, like the size of the project. Um, anything that's a little bit more operational instead of the day-to-day um, project reviews or internal development calls, things like that. So I keep myself available for issues that arise for when I'm not in meetings, but I'm usually able to spend the other time checking in with side projects. I can record a podcast episode. I could do a webinar. I can I can write some code if I it's like for a side project. Um, that's usually the only time where I'm actually useful for writing code. Um, my my team very intentionally does not give me client work because there's no like the only time I ever get work put on me is when we are behind on a project and we need some extra hands or a lot of people are out of the office and we need some extra hands. They know that I can jump in and I can get things done when needed. Um, but for the most part, they try to avoid assigning any tasks to me, which is nice. So like the past three months, I was taking three courses through Harvard Business School Online. So I was able to work on my class stuff there. Um, my role at the tap room at this point is to be the face of the tap right. room, to get the name out about the tap room. So I'm doing those really terrible things like posting on LinkedIn. Um, so people, you know, the, the thought leadership kind of kind of things. Um, I'm writing blog posts. I'm writing emails. I'm I'm tired of writing content. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> not my, not what I signed up for anyway. Uh, but I usually try to block out about 30 minutes to an hour for lunch. Um, I usually eat in less than 30. It does not take me long to eat my lunch, but I love making salads. Uh, I finally got over the fact that salads are a lot of work because they're, they're worth it in the end. I just love salads. So I eat my salad and then I might like read something not work related. Um, usually it's probably some kind of trashy romance because again, it takes my mind off of everything. It's easy. Um, you only block out 30 minutes. 32 an hour. I feel like that's definitely a U.S. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that that's definitely a U.S. thing. Like when I was at IBM, I would just eat at my desk and then go right back. To oh, work. yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh, it's terrible. Gross. I don't, know. <laughs> don't even do lunch. Allie, like, we're going to have a conversation out of my fridge and eat at my computer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't eat- even realize that this was a thing that people did during <laughs> like work from home. And then I was like, oh, people probably still take lunch breaks. I should probably do that. But like in- I- I'll talk a little bit about what I do instead. Yeah. Like in Germany, we would literally go out to a restaurant for yeah. lunch. And like uh, now, because I'll probably forget to say this later, but like now I'll eat around like 11 at my desk while I'm doing stuff. And then I'll nap for an hour and I 15 love minutes that. during Beautiful. my lunch oh, break. That's so nice. Yeah, I used to go out for lunch when I worked in an office, but it was more of a social thing. And so now I'm like, 
at home alone. And it's like, I don't really want to just sit here by myself. So I work. My, so I usually make chicken in bulk. So just like saute a bunch of chicken. So I have it ready for the entire week. That is the the extent of my meal prepping. Um, otherwise, my salads usually like spring greens. Uh, I do strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, and blackberries, chicken, um, some slivered almonds, uh, some feta, and then like a balsamic dressing. And that's my one of my options. This is acceptable. Salads. I accept this. <laughs> Yay, I passed. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's also important to know or just say that, like, not everybody's goal for health or wellness is the same yeah, either. That is and, true. Yeah. And so I like salads exactly. because they taste good and I like veggies. And so I don't know. I, I would just put that out there. I do it just because I like the taste of them, not because that's that's not usually yeah. my go-to for, you know, making healthy That decisions. totally makes Literally sense. I feel like salads. a lot of people do. And it's like, oh, like – Try a little bit harder, but maybe I'm just being judgmental. I'm being very judgmental about that. <laughs> you can order a salad that's like 1,200 calories or whatever. That like there like are nightmare. very <laughs> calorie dense salads. Um, but again, you're not only just looking if you're you know making healthier food decisions, you might also be doing tracking your macros and right. things like that. So I mean, I think it's important to note that none of us are nutritionists and like we really shouldn't be judging what other people are eating. I'm just going to call you out for that because I think that's an important yeah. note. Like I love you, but I also think like we totally shouldn't fair. judge what other people are eating, especially because all I, all I eat the Rice Krispies. So <laughs> if you want to judge someone, it's going to be me. <laughs> that's totally fair. I love hot dogs. <laughs> They're so I good. eat hot dogs for lunch a lot. I will be having hot dogs for lunch today. My apologies. So. I shouldn't be judging. You're right. You're definitely right. No, it's like, I think it's a natural reaction from like people in general, but I think it's important to note that like, it's not going, like, it's not affecting my life what someone's eating and it's not going to kill you. So like, why do you care? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and to Ali's point, like people have different goals. So like my goal is to just survive and like all I've been eating (laughs) are, um, processed carbs um for that, that's fair eight months so that's <laughs> where I'm at in my life <laughs> I love it I love it nothing like those simple carbs they're so they're so easy, easy. yeah um yeah. This, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah we should we should keep going about our, no, our, our, our <laughs> work days yeah so for me I try to stack my meetings so that they're in similar times so I normally have a lot of meetings on Mondays and Tuesdays Sometimes Thursdays as well. Usually my Wednesdays and Fridays are a little bit more chill on the meetings front. And so I'll have more time to do more. I don't like saying work because doing Mm. these meetings are work too. But actually like writing things and being productive outside of, yeah, deliverables. I like that. Instead of just having conversations with people. Um, I also think another life tip is to block your calendar. So I block my calendar out two weeks or like a week in advance. So that if somebody wants to schedule something on my calendar, they have to ask me first instead of just throwing something on there. And also if I have just a half an hour here or there to get work in, I won't do anything. And so if I can block off those larger chunks of time and have people sneak in to those half an hour slots that are still open, I'm fine with that. But I like to have those longer times where I can actually get things done that I need to. Um, I spend a ton of time writing, and I think this is something that I would really give people as a recommendation if you're trying to move past being an individual contributor in your career, that writing persuasively and clearly is a really, really great skill to have because a lot of your job will be writing proposals, writing feedback for people, things like that. And so having great written communication skills goes a long way. So a lot of my time, again, is spent writing proposals for things, external content, giving feedback on people's work, and then also creating content that goes out there. I normally do one demo per week and then film a video or so as well. I normally will have like a speaking event and then it's lots of communication Mm. between different parties and making connections between people, responding to things on social media. Although one of my friends recently said, and I love this, is that your personal Twitter does not have an SLA or a service level level agreement attached to it. And so you don't need to respond to all these tweets. And I'm trying, trying to take that to heart because I think I put this pressure on myself to respond to everybody. And uh, I feel like I don't have to, and maybe it doesn't scale as well as other types of communication. Um, 
I am not a big lunch break person, again, because it makes me feel lonely because I'm alone all day <laughs> with my dog. Um, and so what I normally do is I will have, again, like soup or salad or something like that in my fridge or like even leftovers from the night before. And I'll microwave them real quick and just have that. But what I do do in order to take breaks is that I normally do my workout sometime in the middle of the day. So is that if that's in between different meetings or if I'm just starting to get stressed out, I feel like it's the best way for me to overcome that stress. And so I like to make breaks to by doing that in the middle of the day. Um, then I normally use the app last hour of the workday. My technical workdays are like eight to four my time. But what I tend to do is like 7.30 to four for my day job. And then I take that four to five slot before my partner comes home and use that for side work. So the, whether that's ladybug or poly work, or I'm working a little bit on trying to think of launching a productivity uh, tip channel or something along those lines. So I've been working on those things for that last hour of the day because I'm usually a little bit tired and doing those outside of work things really, really motivates me. And so, yeah, that's what my day mostly looks like. It's like, it's like you do like five things. That's it. <laughs> At the same so time. Such an easy day. <laughs> I would love to see some Cindy. other like resources that Allie has on like actually captivating and uh, like writing persuasively as well. So like some stuff in the show notes. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is actually what I did studying in college. So I <laughs> I do know a decent amount about that, but I can also link some things. One of my very good friends at work has this amazing book that he recommends to everybody on it. Um, Amazon is like very, mm, very okay. writing centric as a culture, which I personally really, really enjoy that the first 15 minutes of every meeting, there's usually a document written and everybody uses those first 15 minutes to read that document, which allows everybody to be in the same place when that meeting starts. It makes it so that the person scheduling the meeting has to actually put preparation time into that meeting. They're not just randomly scheduling things. So I personally really, really enjoy that piece. It was really strange at first. I was like, why the heck are, is everybody silent for the first 15 minutes of every meeting to just read a document? Why isn't this not an email? But yeah, there's that. Um, I really, really appreciate it. That's fair. Sometimes you'll skip an email and like you you just won't have to read it. Some what people don't like checking emails and things. Sometimes they'll like leave it in there just like archived or something. I, I can see where that can be productive so everybody can be on the same page. That That's that makes a lot of sense. Indeed. Sydney, what do you what do you do during the day? Um, so like I said before, um, I start going into my day around nine o'clock where I start my process with the like extended Pomodoro technique, 45 minutes on where I'm like actually doing deep focused work. And then I will take that time to um, what is it that like 15, 20 minutes where I like go walk around, uh, in my place, I'll go like, go outside for a minute, just like breathe some fresh air, might meditate, might like watch a really quick show or like scroll YouTube or something really quickly just to like, actually, um, what is it? Uh, I, I'm forgetting the word, uh, trying to make sure that I give myself a brain break uh, is where I'm going. I am wanting to make sure that I give my head that space that I need to not like overwhelm myself um, going into like whatever tasks that I'm doing. Either I'm uh, trying to figure out how I can like get that done in that like nice uh, set of space that I have in those like 45 minutes. Um, or if I don't get that done and I need to like move on to um, either the next task or like go on and complete uh, whatever this first task is. I have a sticky note that I normally um, write down like where I stopped before my break. So whenever I'm like doing other things like in the house, um, whether I'm like walking around or like scrolling on my phone or something, then I can actually come back and remember actually recalling what I was doing so I can go forth from there and not like sit there and forget and be like, okay, like where, what was I doing? What, what drugs was I on? Like actually like trying to fit this code, like working together. Uh, cause that, that can be <laughs> really frustrating when you feel like, uh, I don't remember my place when I'm trying to complete a task. So, uh, I tend to, not forget, but I guess like start focusing on other things when it's like 
I need to make sure that this is done. This is important. This is what I am productively spending my time on. And so I do that until about one o'clock normally, which is when I get up and actually like physically take another walk. I might do another workout or just like a little bit of yoga stretching um, for lunch. I don't eat uh, super slow, so I don't like take that full hour to eat. So um, it's it's a good time for me to actually like either meal prep for dinner or do something else that is not going to have me like looking physically at my monitor at my phone all the time. Um, and then normally meetings or tasks, uh, for me go until about six o'clock and depending on the day, that's when I'm actually, um, doing either where, I am presenting or at least like prepping for my presentation for the boot camp where I'm going to be like actually with my students. I have office hours so like the students can talk to me if they need any help or assistance or anything. Um, I think that on Tuesdays normally, uh, it's been like going between Mondays and Tuesdays where I actually like either film a YouTube video or like brainstorm, um, figure out like where exactly um, I'm wanting to be. Uh, when it comes to the quality of the video, what exactly I'm wanting to tape. Um, and then Fridays, I try not to do like anything that has anything to do with work, uh, anything to be productive. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I do maybe on Fridays, like after work, is making sure that I um, uh, spend time either with my family, my partner, or um, I plan my week. I think that it's really important that I plan my week beforehand. So I don't have to do it over the weekend and I will be incredibly lazy. So I don't want to have to deal with that during my Saturday and my Sunday when I want to do anything else, but have to sit at my computer. So I feel like that's pretty basic routine stuff, um, where I am just making sure that I keep focused on whatever task that is at hand. Um, and then, Ooh, I like taking, um, baths at night where it's just like, that's it. Like right before bed, that's when I'm able to like actually settle down uh, and just feel nice and clean. And then I can start actually like doing my night routine to actually go to bed. So there, there's that. I have a very different opinion on baths, but we could talk about that once we get to like the evening. Oh, I'm super increase. excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that's one thing I really miss in this house is not having a bathtub because I used to like drink wine and read a book in the bath. And now I just can't drink wine and read a book in my shower. I mean, you can. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I have laid down wet. in my shower before when I was feeling terrible. <laughs> I have um, opinions on that. We're not going to discuss this podcast. Again, we're on two week sprints. So like the course of my days are on like two week rotation. So every second Friday, we have sprint wrap up across our product area. So that's like desktop and web player. And basically all of the different squads present the work that they've done for these two weeks. There are usually four to five work streams happening simultaneously for my desktop team. And there are about 10 of us, mostly engineers, one product manager, one engineering manager, and one to two designers. Um, so often we'll do mobbing or pairing programming sessions within our work streams. Um, I also conduct about one or two technical interviews a week, whether that's the web tech screen, which is the first coding interview a candidate will go through to see if they'll move on to the on-sites, the quote-unquote on-sites at this point. Um, I also do the web interview on-sites. Um, so those are, um, you know, a longer uh, one-hour interview that touch all of web development. And we do some, I wouldn't say collaborative programming, but it's definitely more collaborative than other interviewing interviews that I've um been on the candidacy side for. Um, every day at 3 p.m., we have a fika, which is a Swedish lifestyle choice. It's basically like you're supposed to grab a coffee. Like if we were in the office, which hopefully we will be again, you know, in October or so, um, you, like we would actually go to the barista and get a coffee and sit outside or go for a walk. Um, but right now it's just virtual. So every day for a half an hour, that's what we do. Um, and we have a very flexible workday. So sometimes I go to the grocery store in the morning and pick up packages to avoid crowds, which is really nice. Um, like today, I took my cat to the vet during the day and I just said I'd make up the hour at the end of the day. So that's kind of like my favorite thing about working from home right now is how flexible we are. I love it. I'm going to keep us moving along so we're not talking for nine years. Um, and shift into evenings and weekends. So I kind of mushed these two together just because there's no real separation mm. for me. Um, <laughs> if I drove to the office, I uh, will work out in the evening. Um, 
I have a Peloton. I will talk about my Peloton every day if you would like, if you would allow me to. So I am that person. Uh, so I love working out for that reason. Um, I make dinner. I love cooking. I love cooking things in bulk. I, it's no surprise that I love spaghetti. Um, I finally bought a new grill and I'm loving using that. Um, I, I love experimenting with whatever I happen to have in the house. Um, I'm pretty good at like finding random ingredients and creating a really great meal from them. So it's a, it's a talent. Um, I might pour myself a drink, wine, or I'll ask Daniel to make me one because his pandemic project was learning how to make cocktails. Oh. So really mm. handy. And you weren't, didn't you take a sommelier class? Too? I, I've taken level one, which is like, these are wines and these are where grapes are grown. <laughs> it's like super basic. Um, I'm hoping to take level two this fall. You're hosting. Yeah, right. so fun. <laughs> that sounds beautiful. You all's place is the party place. <laughs> yep. Deal. Um, I'll hang out with friends in the evenings or on weekends. Um, on the weekends, I do try to spend some, spend time away from the computer. Um, I might do some work in the morning, like on Saturday or Sunday morning. I love going to a coffee shop. Obviously, the pandemic kind of affected that, but I'm starting to get back into coffee shops a little bit. Um, and I'll just, you know, work on a side project on the weekend mornings where I might just grab my Kindle and read and get a coffee there. So that's what I do. Uh, Allie, what about you? Nice. Nice. So I am very outdoorsy. And so I try to do that most evenings and most of the day Saturday too. So I try to do something, whether it's a kayaking or going on a hike or, once we move, going rock climbing or something along those lines to get outside for a while. I think getting sunshine is so important and makes you feel so good. And so also we have a dog, so sometimes go to a field near us to throw her tennis balls and things like that as well. I have a deal with Andrew, who's my partner who I live with, that we do dinners every other night. So I own dinners either three or four days a week and he owns the other days. So that means that I get to either cook something if I really want to or order something via DoorDash or something along those lines, depending on the day. Then I shower as soon as I'm not going to leave the house again for a while. And then right now I've been watching a lot of the Olympics, but I usually spend a lot of time reading at night, usually an hour or so before going to bed. But I try to go to bed relatively early as well. Uh, I try to keep that sleep schedule too. I also like doing workout classes. So sometimes I'll do that on Sundays too. And just see friends whenever I can as well. My sister lives in the same city as I do. So see her a lot. That's kind of what my time looks like. I try to be really offline though when I'm offline. So I tend to not check things too much in the evenings or on weekends other than text messages from sense. family and things Slack like that. is horrible. I still have nightmares about that. <laughs> Getting notifications. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. We get all these ads for Slack on Hulu and it makes the little like <laughs> and it just gives oh, me anxiety God, every time. Awful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, what I do on my evenings and weekends. So I told you guys before that, um, normally I end my work day at six. So that gives me time to either eat dinner, uh, take a break, try and step away from the computer. Um, I normally try and do my content creation on Tuesdays. So that's either writing a blog post, uh, talking, uh, more interactively on Twitter, uh, making a YouTube video. Um, I uh, teach my classes on Wednesdays. I go have office hours on Thursdays, depending on like what everybody's schedule is looking like, whoever needs to like ask me questions and things. Um, I plan my week on Fridays and then on Saturdays and Sundays, I don't do shit. I really think that it's important to either spend time with my family, uh, spend time with my partner, either going out, doing something that is not on the computer, looking at my notifications or anything um, and going from there. But I really hit home for myself that it's important to actually like plan my week on um, Fridays to make sure that I don't have to do anything else. Uh, kind of like going forward. So that's really all that I do. Pretty, pretty basic stuff here. <laughs> oh, awesome. So uh, I have some side projects that honestly I've been shirking responsibility for. Um, so sometimes I'll do podcast work, like ensuring that our Squarespace site is 
set up after, you know, Allie does all of her awesome work with uh, Pinecast and distribution that way, uh, filling out podcast outlines mm. if I'm the lead for that episode. Um, I, I'm currently supposed to be creating an online course for friend and masters on CSS foundations that I'll be giving in London in just a couple months. I uh, should be working on that. And I am slowly. Um, sometimes I'll work on my book, but very rarely at the moment, just because I'm like really burnt out. Um, so normally I'll just try to read in the evenings, cook dinner. I also got a Kindle um, Yay! by Kelly and I have not been able to put it down. Um, and then like on weekends, I'll try to see my friends just because I live about an hour away from the city now by train. So I'll try to see them on Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Like we did a high speed boat tour of oh, the archipelago that's cool. uh, a couple weeks ago. It was super fun. Um, and then I'll also call my family because, um, I live far away from them and haven't seen them in a couple of years. So that's where I'm at. But I think that was all of our content for this episode. However, instead of shout outs today, I think it would be fun if we would all list mm. our top three. Yeah, definitely. Let's go for it. That's a great idea. <laughs> Love it. Okie dokie. Fabulous. So I just downloaded this app called any.do, which I'm not on like the name, but I love the app. I think it's beautifully created um, and it's fr free, although I do pay for the premium because I think it's actually really good. Um, so that's a newer app I've been using. Fantastical is a calendar integration tool that I've been using forever. It can um, uh, pull in like a bunch of different calendars and give you just like one overview. It's also great if you don't have all Gmail accounts, like if you have Outlook or anything like that. Really like that. Um, and I use Canva for all of my side project stuff. Any design assets, any things like that. Highly recommend Canva if you are working on any project like YouTube thumbnails or Instagram stories or book covers, things like that. So Kelly, what about so you? My One of my go-to apps is called Things. I have it on my Mac, my iPad, and my phone. I love having it for everything um, as like a to-do list of sorts. Um, but you, it's divided up by projects. But I have like some taproom stuff on there. I have my personal stuff on there. I have side projects on there. So it's easy to see when everything is mm. due, um, especially if there are you know strict deadlines for that. So it was really, really helpful when I was doing the Harvard Business School online stuff. Um, I'm starting my executive MBA program in September, October, <laughs> shortly after this episode airs. So it'll be really, really helpful once we get to that point. Um, second favorite tool, Superhuman. I use it for my email. It's 30 a month. I absolutely love it because I have so many different Gmail accounts mm. that I use. And it's very keyboard shortcut driven. And I do keyboard shortcuts for pretty much all of my life if possible. So I absolutely love it. And I think it's well worth the money. I get my money's worth out of it. And then third, it's kind of a not really like a specific tool, but I use Do Not Disturb uh, across my devices so much, whether it's on Slack, whether it's mm -hmm. on my Mac, whether it's on my phone, whatever it might be. I use Do Not Disturb all the time because I'm like, look, I cannot deal with distractions right now. I'll update my status on Slack being like, Do Not Disturb. I'll be back at one or something like that. Um, and it's cool because I've also kind of trained my team to also use it because if they want to do deep work, I don't want to be interrupting them either. So I find it to be a really helpful tool that I think just kind of falls under the radar a lot. I'm perpetually in do not disturb yeah. mode. I never have push notifications. Oh, right I've, I've turned off all push notifications, yeah. especially for social. Doesn't that feel great? That's not invigorating. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Allie? Yeah. Yeah. So my three favorite. So I live in Trello. I've talked about this so much, and I can link my Trello setup in the show notes, but I have the system that I, I've worked out and it just works really well with my brain. A lot of people love Notion and it just is too unstructured for me. So Trello, the structure works well. So that's what I, I use for task management and goals and all that. I love my Apple Watch because it allows me to track my movement, which was like zero because of the pandemic working from home other than trying to actively work out. So I really enjoy that. And the ability to not have my phone on me all the time, I think that's really helpful as well. And then I use Markdown for everything else pretty much in my life, whether that's writing proposals, whether that's writing blog posts, taking notes on things, I use Markdown for that. And so shout out for that as well. Sydney, how about nice. you? Um, okay, so for me, uh, like... Allie said, I use my Apple Watch. I am glad that I paid for the more expensive version for it because I like being able to do all the fun things with it, uh, track my workouts, what and whatnot. Um, Trello is another place that I like to keep all of my, um, what is it, YouTube stuff. 
So I don't have to go like looking for all of the tasks that I need to do. I have my like content creation and ideas there, which is really nice. Um, I also bullet journal. So I guess like that's one thing, but I don't know if I want to like shout that out particularly because I have a particular system with that. But um, one thing that I do really like uh, that I don't share normally with people is this app called The Little Memory. And it's it's a journaling app. There really isn't anything super special with it. I like that it gives me push notifications on like stuff that I have reflected on or like journaled about like maybe a week before, a day before. Um, and it tells me to like, you know, keep going, keep doing the cycle um, and actually like get things like off your brain. You are able to upload photos onto it. So if you like to look at those memories, you can. Um, I'm also not a nutritionist. I will put this out right now. I really um, also like with my diet and exercise because that's really important. Um, I also take nootropics as well, just to make sure that I'm like, at, like kind of going into more of that focus mode and not having to like, uh, what is it, go and find myself like scatterbrained and everything. So I really like Phoenix Ath uh, Athletica's um, Limitless Focus. And so that's something else that I use. But again, I'm not a nutritionist. Diet and exercise are really important to actually like help make that work and everything. So don't listen to me if you don't think that that is productive. So there, that's my two cents. Consult your doctor. Let them tell you yes, what would be good 100%. for you. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. That's it. Look at that. We did it. <laughs> Us. What a great season. <laughs> I think this was a wonderful, we had so many great topics, great episodes from this one. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. So with that, we're done with season Yay. six. If you like this episode, tweet about it. We will be selecting one tweeter to win a copy of our most hyped book of all time, Atomic Habits by James Clear. So be sure to tweet if you want to win a copy of the book. We've had so much fun recording the Ladybug podcast for the past six seasons. We have so many exciting things going on in our personal and professional lives right now. So we're going to hit pause indefinitely on recording our next season. We love you all and thank you so much for your support over the past two years. And we hope to be back with you soon. 